0: The League of Women Voters of Dane County and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Dane County Board, District 1. Here's your moderator, Carol Karstensen.
1: Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Carol Karstensen, and I would like to introduce the candidates for Dane County Board District 1, Dennis Amadeus-Deneur and Scott McDonnell. To start, you will each have three minutes to give an opening statement, which answers the the following question, what is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the Dane County Board, and why are you running? Uh, And we will start with Dennis Deneur.
2: Thank you, Carol. And I want to thank the League of Women Voters for uh, this opportunity to promote the Museum Mile Plan, which is why I'm running. I see this election as another opportunity to promote a branding plan for downtown Madison. I'm not running to get elected, and by a quirk of fate, if Scott were to drop dead by being hit by a UFO, and I was the default candidate, I would drop out and not serve, forcing another election. So please, please, don't you dare vote for me. I'm a joke candidate. See, I got all these buttons on. But the museum mile plan is not a joke. This campaign is called Don't You Dare Vote For Me and is an extension of my last campaign, which was called Don't Vote For Me. You could say I'm a single-issue candidate, and that issue, as it relates to this election, is, is the duality of contrast between the regional transportation authority and the transport tax and the museum mile plan with its cultural tax alternative as originator of the branding plan I do not believe we can do both a regional transportation authority and a museum mile governing board at the same time maybe after the branding plan is in place and on solid ground attention should go forward for creating a regional transportation authority my job is to convince you folks that the museum mile plan is simple to understand is of more value and more cultural fulfillment and much much more fun to implement than the regional transportation authorities commuter rail project and the transport tax now repeat after me i want a museum mile governing board so you might be asking what is the museum mile plan first and foremost it is a marketing plan, a marketing mouse trap for downtown Madison. I call it a branding plan. It's Madison's Museum Mile, or Downtown's Museum Mile for short. This plan also promotes Wisconsin as the museum mile state by evolving Main Street programs into Wisconsin museum miles. Next, the museum mile plan is a building plan. It is the proverbial building boom. Now, just dream with me for a moment, moment, folks. The Wisconsin Native American Museum, Earth Day Museum, the Madison Golf Museum, National Onion Museum, the Madison Jewish Museum, Wisconsin Women's Museum, Carousel Park, Wisconsin's Museum Mile Camp, Madison Historical Museum, Cheap and Easy Branding Projects, Downtown's Museum Mile Amtrak Station, Downtown's Museum Mile Library. The Muse Max Theater, the old Children's Museum uh, location being uh, a lease contest of sorts. The American Museum, America's Dairyland Museum.
1: Thank you. I'm out of time. You bet. Scott, your turn.
2: Sure. Uh, well, I've served
0: on the county board since 1996, uh, and currently I'm county board chair. I have been since 2005, and you know, I lived downtown for almost 20 years, actually almost the entire time in District 4, which is now called District 1. Um, and I have, I started out as a student when I ran and uh, decided to, to really grow my roots here. Uh, got married, had children, and I've stayed in the district the whole time. In fact, we recently moved over onto Doty Street and we're restoring an old house on Doty Street. Um, as part of our, our personal and my personal commitment to the downtown, um, and to Madison. Uh, you know, its I've been on the county board a long time and there's times I certainly think about whether I want to keep doing it. Um, but actually, the passage of the RTA this term, um, which is something I've worked on a long time, we passed the Transfer of Development Rights Program this term, which is something I worked on for years, which would help farmers uh, keep their land in, in farming and be able to sell their development rights so that they can realize the value of their farm um, but there's many other things we need to work on in the next couple of years especially during these difficult times uh the the recession has really hit the county hard and uh we need to to work pull together to get through it in this difficult time so uh, i want to keep doing it at least for a little while longer i will say uh it, it, to um uh rebut a little bit of what uh dennis said you know, Denver has a regional transit authority, has trains, they also have a a, a cultural district like he described. So when you start looking at, at communities a little bit larger than us, you'll see that they can do both of those things. And actually, I'd, having spent a lot of my summers as a child in New England, uh, that's where my father liked to take us, you know, we would, we would walk the Freedom Trail in Boston, so certainly there are, are advantages to that. But I, uh, if I am hit by a, a UFO, I would take it Uh, as a sign the dentist, you're supposed to be on the county board. So don't sell yourself short.
1: Thank you. Um, Well, hopefully the UFOs will give all of us a pass. Uh, The next question uh, goes to Scott first. Given state and local reductions in funding, what budget items are you most interested in supporting at the county level, and what would you cut?
0: Well, this year we've had to cut just about everything. It's been very difficult. All of our county employees took a 3% cut, um, including myself. I've taken eight furlough days this year as my day job working for the state. Uh, and then also with the county, I've taken eight furlough days. Um, so we've all, we've, what we've tried to do is pull together and, and try to ride this storm out without um, going through and slashing uh, the budget. Uh, I would say I'm concerned about um, human services. For years, we've been, you know, consolidating. They haven't gotten a cost of living increase. I think that that so that that safety net is starting to show some wear. So I'm kind of concerned about human services, and we need to make sure that we don't just continue to cut them. Um, you know, I'll tell you that in the county budget, the um, some of the conservatives on the county boards uh, attempts to lower the levy or, re- or reduce some spending involved cutting uh, a, a domestic violence or a victim witness coordinator in the DA's office, snowplow drivers, I mean, basically core, humans, core county services. So I think, you know, we're really down to the bone and I, I think uh, there isn't anything I think deserves to be cut that's wasteful. I will say though that, that um, the county board has been instrumental and trying to reform the criminal justice system and the sheriff and the d.a. have been particularly helpful uh i mean the judges as well but the d.a. and the sheriff in being innovative in how we handle our jail which is a major cost center how we process um how the whole criminal justice system works in general and i think there's more savings to be had there uh we had an audit that pointed out 120 ways that we could improve the efficiency of the criminal justice system and we've we've done a lot but there's still more to do there so I think that's where the hard work is. It's not glamorous. It doesn't realize benefits right away. I think with, with that and consolidation of services across the, the whole metro area, we can realize some savings. Your time, is up. Thanks. Dennis?
2: I think I'll pass on this question. OK.
1: Um, talking about spending cuts is never fun. Uh, the third question is, Uh, And and Dennis, it will be you that starts. What is the most important issue for your district, and how do you intend to work on it?
2: Well, as you folks know from my opening statement, the only reason I'm running is to promote the branding of downtown Madison as Madison's Museum Mile. I believe it will create a lot of jobs. I mean, if you just think of the idea of a Wisconsin Native American museum, think how many jobs it would be created with that one idea. Think of, that's a, a, a what a billion-dollar industry. If you think about the Tribe intertri- the Great Lakes Intertribal Council, and the uh, 18 different casinos, and uh, I think eight different bingo halls in the state of Wisconsin, then you think about the America's Dairyland Museum. There's, that's another billion-dollar industry without its own historical museum. Again, I'm not trying to badmouth any uh, hordes. The Hordes Museum in Fort Atkinson. I'm just saying that an industry as important as uh, the dairy industry is to Wisconsin deserves its own historical museum. So uh, to answer your question, again, I'm just trying to promote the museum mile plan, and I could go on for a half an hour, but I'll be real quick about it and let Scott talk.
1: Okay, thank you. Scott?
2: Uh, That's
0: a tough question. I've been asked that before. Uh, When I I have to answer it, I say public safety. There's been some high-profile murders and other crimes downtown lately. I think those of us who actually live downtown feel safe, but it's still a concern. And I think some of the problems that were were, uh, revealed um, after the murder of Brittany Zimmerman um, with our 911 system is something I've dedicated myself to the last uh, two years. I oversaw an audit uh, of the 911 center that said that we really needed to uh, hire more uh, communicators. We had to increase our training so that we uh, could keep up with those who leave. So that we are hiring enough people because it's kind of a high turnover business. Um, also, uh, we need to do a better job uh, with our equipment, and so we've purchased a lot of new equipment. We're remodeling the 911 center now. Um, so I think we've I, we've worked really hard the last two years as a county board. Actually, all of us all. All 37 of us have pulled together on this and made a a massive improvement there so that um, people will get a quick response and accurate response when they call the 911 center. It's been in the news lately with the auto attendant issue where we've also tried to take 50 percent of the calls that go into 911 center are not emergency related and uh, so we've tried to divert as many of those calls that really aren't aren't useful being answered by someone that's not the it's not going to help the person who's calling uh, when they just want to leave a voicemail for a police officer. They don't really want to talk to a communicator. Uh, we need to divert those calls. So we've been working on that. Um, so hopefully in another year, uh, we'll have a 911 center that will be one of the best in the state, if not the best in the state. So I'm very proud of that. Uh, but a close second, I don't know how much time I have left, but a close second would Time's be... Uh, we'll wait for another question.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh and the next question you'll start, which committees do you wish to serve on, and why?
0: Well, I'm the chair of the county board. I can pick whatever committee I want to be on, but I chair the executive committee um i have uh, again um i i was I feel proud that I was able to create the regional transit authority and a little bit sad that because of a kind of quirk in the state statute, I can't serve on it 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 the interpretation of our attorneys is that elected officials can't serve on the RTA, but we did. Um, I know they're going to meet next week and take up the issue of a referendum on a sales tax. So it, even though we won't have elected officials who are accountable by being elected every two or four years on the RTA, um, they will commit to having a referendum before all the voters on a transit plan before they raise a transit tax. But I will say that, that uh, transportation is, is, is huge for us living downtown. Um, we have a lot of traffic at rush hour. Um, it's not real easy to get around using the bus system, and the bus system is good. It's, it's very good for a city our size, but I think, looking forward, we need to re- dramatically improve our transit system if we want to be competitive, not only with other cities our size, but with the rest of the world. You look at Europe and Asia. They invest in healthcare so that companies don't do that, and they invest in transit so that workers aren't paying an exorbitant amount of their salary on transportation. So uh, I think as a region, this is critical. And I'm proud that we were able to create that. There's still a lot of hard work um, before referendum, possibly this November. So that's a a big issue for people living downtown.
1: Thank you. Dennis?
2: Scott, in his opening remarks, mentioned the Denver model. And that's interesting because uh, I too, like I visited that website, it's called uh, Scientific Cultural Facilities or SCFD.org. And uh, in that model, they divide the sales tax revenue into three tier levels of feedback. Now, using that as an example, the Museum Mile Plan would uh, put the Overture Center for the Arts in Tier 1 the Dane County Zoo, or the Henry Vilas Zoo in tier one, and Obrick Botanical Gardens in tier one. But again, that's just little old Dennis DeNuer thinking. It's up to experts like Scott and other political leaders to exactly decide what uh, what cultural institutions belong in the tier levels. Um, I'll also point out with my last minute here, the Children's Museum, is going to have their official opening on August 14th this summer. The Chazen Museum will have their official grand reopening on October 22nd, 2011. And right now, as you're hearing these words, the state of Wisconsin is spending $4 million to plan a joint, uh, a bigger, better joint historical museum and joint veterans museum. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Uh, and you'll be the First one to get a crack at the next question. With the board's vote to form the Regional Transportation Authority, how much should the board monitor its work, and what would you like to see as its priorities?
2: Well, again, um, I can't answer that question, because I don't know what the Regional Transportation Authority is all about, to be honest. Scott and I were at a meeting this Monday with the uh, editorial board of the Wisconsin State Journal, and there I learned that the, uh, the Amtrak station is, according to Scott, I believe uh, nine blocks away and on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, this, what I'm talking about is the uh, Yahara station site that I, I believe Mayor uh, Cheslovich is after or uh, some other downtown leaders. So again, I can't answer much about the RTA process. I do believe the sincerity behind the leaders like Scott and Richard Wagner and the other uh, advocates for an RTA is 100% true. But I do not believe that uh, um, we need to create this commuter rail system in order to create jobs. I think the museum mile plan will create the jobs and uh, again, after that plan is solidly in place, then I think maybe we need to look at the RTA issue. So with 50 seconds left, I'll turn
0: it over. Okay, Scott. Well, you know, the RTA is a, is a separate incorporated body. And I know that those of us who've served on the school board or the county board, you know, we, we understand that it's, uh, it's usually not wise to try to interfere or, or direct another separate entity. So they need to do their own business and, and make their own decisions. I think the people who've been appoint- appointed to it are excellent, and I certainly trust their judgment. Um, I will say as, as chair of Transport 2020, uh, we did develop a plan for uh, a regional bus system with uh, express bus from many parts of the community like Verona, Mount Horeb, Stoughton, but it also had a commuter rail element that was from almost some prairie through the isthmus to uh, Middleton and you know the idea is you know that's what the university uh, is advocating for because you cannot add any road capacity through the isthmus and yet it is our largest employment area. If the university were a business and they asked for a 250 million dollar interchange and they were that size no one would blink an eye at that. I think we're so um, used to approving road projects um, that are that amount of money, or much more, without even thinking twice about it. I think it's time to have the same attitude toward transit. And I think uh, if you spend any other in time in other communities that have it, once they build it, um, they love it. It's, it's the period before that is the struggle. In Portland, once they built it, and there was a lot of controversy, uh, once it was built, it became very popular. And the debate immediately changed to who's going to get the extension. So uh, I, I just think that, that people need to f- look forward and realize that this is our future, embrace it earlier rather than later.
1: Thank you. Uh, and now the next question, which goes to you first, Scott. In difficult economic times, how do you believe the board should balance fiscal restraint with assisting county residents that are most in need?
0: Well, that's a good question. I mean, half of, the human, half of the county's budget is human services, as you know, Carol, and that provides uh, low-income meals for seniors. It lets people with disabilities live in their home and have a decent life. Uh, it, 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 it takes care of those who actually are most affected in a recession, uh, most at risk. So I know that we've tried very hard to minimize the cuts particularly to human services in this recession because of how disproportionate the effect would be. Um, So we've done that, and I think we should continue to do that. One of the things I'd also like to see the county do is, is create a revolving loan fund so that people can use the equity in their own homes at a very low interest rate to do either renewable energy or energy efficiency improvements on their home. And, you know, for us, if we use it as a revolving loan fund, we'll Recoup that money on a property tax bill, uh, and just keep loaning it back out. It creates jobs. There's a lot of housing stock, frankly, pr- particularly in Madison, that is old and leaks that could really be fixed up and uh, reduce the, the demand on mg and other and other right now coal-powered uh, plants. So I think there's a way we can balance um, not harming those who need uh, help now, but also try to get some people back to work and get some good out of this recession, what little we can. Thank
2: you. Dennis? I'm going to kind of talk more about the museum mile plan. I hope you don't get mad at me here by not answering the question. But uh, folks out there in TV land, you can go to DennisDenor.com WP and read more about it. But uh, let me give you an idea of what you'll read about. One is the Peace Park Improvement Plan. Uh, I call it Carousel Park, and I thank Harold Langhammer and Trudy Barash for keeping that idea alive, at least on the pages of DennisDenor.com. The Edgewater Project, I think Harold, or uh, Kenton Peters and uh, Troy Thiel deserve a round of applause for the horizontal idea for the Edgewater. I would like to see the Madison Golf Museum inside the Edgewater expansion. I would also like to see... Now don't faint, but a lakeshore path connecting Memorial Union Terrace, or Wisconsin Union Terraces, with the James Madison Park. I think that would be really cool, and it would enhance the function of the Edgewater Project by really getting us into uh, a relationship with our lakes. The farmer's market can be greatly improved by simply closing the square streets off to traffic. I know to use an example, Scott, uh, with Portland, uh, how they went through uh, trouble by erecting an idea called the RTA out there, and, but once they did it, then everybody liked it. I think that's a good example of once we change the streets to the, uh, for the farmer's market function, that is, close them off to the traffic, that everybody will like it. And they'll go, why didn't we do this 10 years ago? And with two seconds left, or 10 seconds left, I'll just end with, uh, I think Terrence Wall's design is a great design for the new public library, but not as a library, as a Madison Historical Museum.
1: Okay, thank you. Um, Let's see. You both have answered that question, right? Right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, okay. Uh, So, Dennis, you answered... First on this one, okay. what do you see as the best ways for the county board to work with other local government bodies in Dane County?
2: I think I'll pass on that and let uh, the expert, Mr. Scott, uh, answer it. I'm sure he'll give a great answer. Can
0: you repeat it again? It was uh, how do we work on with other,
1: with other local government bodies in Dane County?
0: <clears throat> well, it, you know, it's, I was at the Cities and Villages Association meeting the other night, Talking about interoperable radios and um, that relationship between the county board and the towns, towns and the towns association and the cities and villages, kind of goes through its ups and downs. Um, I thought it was a good meeting the other night, but I, I think the key is just to be be and there and talking to them. Uh, a lot of times there's misunderstandings about people's intentions, what what we're where we're coming from. I thought we had an excellent discussion the other night about. Who should pay for the radio system and i think once they understood where we were coming from um, that relationship improves Uh, i thought that there was some real misunderstandings between the association and the county board or the county in general and i think we were able to clear that up so i've tried to get out and and meet with local governments face to face and and uh often that helps a, a great deal
2: um
1: should we go to I, I think we might as well go to closing statements now uh, you each will have one minute and I th- well let's see we'll let Dennis go first and then Scott
2: okay um let's see my closing statement here I had it wrote out a little bit uh, Carol told me I couldn't bring my museum mile prop bag so I've just got my papers and they're falling all over but anyway that's, that's fine, that's fine. I'm going to quote uh, relaxationsmeditations.com. The first key is a willingness to change. Change is always desired intellectually. However, the emotional experience of change requires that we feel chaos and uncertainty. All genuine change produces chaos. The bigger the change, the greater the chaos. Remember that once these changes are made, the chaos will subside and empowerment will prevail. And I think that's part of what the Museum Mile Plan has really been up against all these years. is It represents uh, almost a paradigm shift to call downtown Madison downtown's Museum Mile or Madison's Museum Mile. But uh, creating an arts and entertainment district in the core of downtown makes more sense than ever with... Uh, these new events that have been happening the last few years. So thank you again, Carol, for having me. Thanks, Scott, for letting me be here.
1: Thank you. Scott.
0: Well, it's been an honor to serve uh, downtown Madison on the county board the last 14 years. It's been an amazing experience and I, I hope to do it for at least a little while longer, but, um, it, it feels like there's been so much change the last few years downtown. Um, all the, the buildings that have gone up, all the changes, the changing demographics with a lot of the new uh, large condominiums that have gone in. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. I think we see some of that in the debate over the Edgewater Hotel. Uh, and that's why I think, you know, we're at a point in time where we're either going to embrace a strong growing downtown and and Put what we need to put in place to make that continue to happen or, or miss an opportunity. I, I think I'm concerned that if, if we don't build up, and I'm not talking about the Edgewater Hotel, but if we don't build up and incre- increase the capacity of the isthmus to develop, then we'll see that development occur north of the lake and other parts of the county that is not conducive to transit that will mean that we'll lose thousands of acres of prime farmland. So uh, we're at a mo- point where we have to Uh, make some tough decisions. I hope we do. Uh,
1: Unfortunately, we've run out of time, and I'd like to thank both of the candidates for joining us, and uh, also thank the viewers, and remind everyone that the general election is Tuesday, April 6th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or about obtaining a copy of the League of Women Voters Guide, Candidates' Answers, call the League office at 232-9447. 2329447. Again, I'm Carol Karstensen and on behalf of the Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.